So the big question is this. How do regular dads, like us, who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. Welcome to Rad Dad Secrets, episode number two. We thought in the next couple of episodes, what we would do is kind of introduce ourselves. And so uh, my name is Jefferson Harmon, and I am going to actually going to be interviewing Eric Wagnon, the co-founder of Totally Rad Dads and Rad Dad Secrets, the podcast. So, Eric, what, who are you? <laughs> who am I? So I am a middle-aged man. Um, no, I've... I, so I've been married for 14 years, going on 15 in April. Um, we have had six children over those 14 and a half years, um, ranging from our oldest is 13 every couple years down to five-year-old twins. They just turned five literally on Thursday, two days ago, which you guys are going to be listening to this later on. But anyway, um, I've been a, a chiropractor now for 10 years, had my own practice, um, and I am the co-founder of Totally Rad Dads. And uh, really, if I had to say what my passion in life is, my passion in life is, I mean, helping other people. It sounds cliche. It sounds weird. But I, I, get, I get my fulfillment by educating and helping other people to, to better their lives, which is why I became a chiropractor. I wanted to be able to help people in some way. I, and, and the crazy thing is I, I feel that. So when I was, when I came up with this idea of, of totally rad dads, I, I was just thinking to myself, who can I bring into this, uh, to help me with this, to help me take this to, to people. And, uh, Eric was the first person to pop in my mind. So, um, all right, Eric, what is, can you share with us either an original quote, an affirmation, or a derivative of your favorite quote, its meaning to you, and how you apply it in your life? Yes. So, um, that, that's, all the interview questions can be tough questions, right? Because, I mean, there's so many different things. And, and being a guy who kind of loves, I'm, I'm a self-help junkie, and I love motivational things and quotes, but... Um, one that I heard not too long ago came from, uh, the beloved prophet of our, of our church. And, uh, and he, he said, good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. And I, growing up life, life came pretty easy to me, right? I was naturally athletic. Um, I did really well in school. I didn't spend much time studying or doing homework or anything like that. I really didn't struggle too much with anything. In fact, my my family would always would always say, you know, when I would do something borderline miraculous, they would say, "Oh, that figures. He's like a cat. He somehow always lands on his feet." And I, that all changed when I graduated chiropractic college. Um, we had two kids, one on the way when I opened up my, my practice and we were planning on having a large family. You know, we've, we've had six kids thus far and, and I quickly started, started experiencing anxiety for the first time in my life. I mean, just true hard, like lump in my chest anxiety. And I, 
I felt struggles that I had never felt before and, and building my practice. It was hard. Like I, I, I thought I was just going to blow the doors off and be awesome and be rich and everything was going to be perfect. And man, I mean, I got drugged through the mud for, for quite a while. And, you know, after several years in practice um, and feeling anxiety on such a constant basis and starting to question my own abilities and, and myself, um, we experienced a, a huge loss. Um, we had the loss of one of, one of our, our children, our, our fourth child, um, Tice, when he was three and a half weeks old. And I experienced deep, dark depression for the first time ever. And it's something that, you know, I, I don't, I hope nobody else, I know people do, but I, I certainly hope most people don't have to experience that. And it was something that, you know, I couldn't climb out of it for a while. It literally took years of struggle um, to get to a place where I can now a true, truly appreciate a quote like this and not only appreciate it, but it, it makes me grateful for the struggles that I continue to face as a father of six kids, being a husband to an amazing wife. Um, but there's struggles that come along with, with all of that. So I say grateful for, not that I necessarily truly enjoy, right? The, the struggles just to be, to, to be clear on that. But, uh, I mean, really, you know, good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. Um, it really, the struggles I've faced, I can see now are molding me into who I have molded me into who I am today and will continue to mold me into who I'm going to be tomorrow. And, and I can honestly say I wouldn't change anything about my past. It's, it's created who I am today. And I, I believe that's all a part of the plan of my heavenly father and what he has in store for me. Absolutely. You know, uh, man, the struggles that we go through at, at the time, they're, they're, <laughs> they're horrible. And we, we, we kind of sometimes ask why, but hindsight being 2020, we look back and, and say, wow, that, that made me stronger. That made me, I mean, I feel like I can go through anything now, especially with, right. with, what, with what you went through. Um, kind of, kind of along those lines, um, is there maybe maybe that same time, but uh, is, is there another time that you felt that you struggled as a father and what did you learn from that and what was the result? <laughs> um, yes, I definitely, I mean, I already, I've mentioned some of the struggles that, that I've been through, but I also mentioned I continue to struggle, you know, every day. And I, I, I keep thinking of the caterpillar, you know, that's in this cocoon and, and coming out as the butterfly and the struggle of getting out is what creates that butterfly, right? I mean, you've, you've all heard it. If you cut open the cocoon and let the butterfly out, it dies, right? So these struggles, you know, and, and I continue to have them. And as I get older, I'm starting to be appreciative for those struggles. But I, I you know, to answer your question, one thing that, that comes to my mind that is more of a recent struggle that I'm really, really trying consciously to work on um, is patience with my kids, right? And one experience in particular is when they wake me up in the middle of the night and, and tell me the dog is laying on the bed and I can't move the dog off. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's two in the morning. I got to get up at five 30 and, and work out and go to work and do everything that I've got to do and, and make your lunch and do everything. And, uh, so, and if you can't tell this happens almost nightly with, with my youngest daughter and, uh, <laughs> And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I wake up and I, I know I should respond with love, but I am so flustered and I, and I, and I portray that to her and I know that it's affecting her. And 
you know, there's nothing that I want less than to have my kids think that maybe there's a chance I don't love them fully because that couldn't be further from the truth. But sometimes my actions don't necessarily depict that, right? And so I'm really working on having that patience. And what I've been doing in the mornings now, lately when she's been coming in, um, I listened to a podcast and got this idea. But basically, to be able to wake up when she wakes me up and you know feel that anger, feel that frustration inside of me, but stop myself for a split second and just ask, is her waking you up at two in the morning going to ruin the rest of your life? And even go further, is it going to ruin your entire day tomorrow? And the answer to both of those is no and absolutely not. And when I do that, I find myself in a different place and I can actually say, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, give me a hug. I love you. And it's amazing 50% of the time at that point, she says, okay. And she goes back and crawls in bed and lays down. I don't even have to get out of bed. You know, the other 50%. Yeah, I get up and, but I get to hold her and love her, move the dog, put her back in her bed and give her a kiss and hear her even say, love you, dad. Ah, nothing's, nothing's better than that. So I would say the struggle for me is, is finding that patience and working on that, which I'm trying. And again, this isn't about, perfection, right? This is about progression and becoming better as we get older better today than I was yesterday. So, Oh yeah. Don't, don't wake me up in the middle of the night. Oh, you, you're uh, you're a better man than I am. All right, Eric, if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now, having the life experiences that you've had, what would you tell your younger self? Nah, there's not to worry. I think is the biggest, the biggest thing, but I, I, I'd also tell myself to try more and fail more, to not hold back and that you're capable of so, 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 so much more than you're allowing yourself to accomplish. I know I held back a lot as a kid and I knew I could do something, but the fear of failing kept me from trying and the fear of, of oh, I don't want to make this other person feel bad you know, by doing this really well and they can't do it very well, so I'm just going to pretend like I don't do it very well which is serving nobody, right? I mean, do stuff well. Be a rad dad and guess what? Don't feel bad that if somebody else isn't a rad dad or you're going to inspire them, right? I mean, you, you're working toward that. And uh, so I, I would say, you know, to allow yourself to fail and to not worry so much about the results. And, and I love something in the scriptures it says, and it came to pass, Right? It doesn't say, and it came and will never leave. It's going to be this way forever, right? So have faith and to, I would tell myself to not, not freak out when things aren't perfect or going exactly your way. It will work itself out in the end. And just that alone eases my anxiety. It eases the tension and knowing that it's going to work out and it's going to pass and it's going to be good. Yeah, Thomas Edison, you know, when he was asked, hey, you, you failed you know, thousands of times on, on trying to create this light bulb. He's like, I didn't fail. It's like, I figured out a thousand ways not to, to make a light bulb. Right. Yes. So just, just looking yeah. at that and saying, you know, I didn't fail. I, I learned from that. If you, if you change your mindset and say, look, this is not failure. This is, this is feedback, right? This is feedback on how, on, on what kind of not to do. So I'm going to learn from that and, and move on. Exactly. Awesome. awesome. Exactly. Okay. What is the best advice you have ever received? I love the best part of that because how do you even answer that? Like there's so many, in different points of my life, that was the best advice for that point of life. 
Um, I mean, some things come to mind. I mean, you know, your typical follow your dreams, right? Follow your gut. Um, I really like the advice to pray as if everything depends on God and then work as if everything depends on you. And these are kind of cheesy, you know, but there's so much truth and power in them. Um, one I really like is invest in memories, not things, um, which leads which leads me to the best advice. I'm going to go, I'm going to say this is the best advice that I've ever received, even though I know there's a ton of other stuff, but it comes from one of my favorite artists, Tim McGraw. And it's from uh, one of my favorite songs of his called humble and kind. And the advice is this. In one of the verses, he says, visit grandpa every chance that you can. It won't be wasted time. Always stay humble and kind. I'd sing it for you, but uh, you'd definitely leave the podcast at that point. Um, no subscribers from here on out. Right. <laughs> so, um, but really the reason I love that so much though, is that making effort to spend time with your wife, your kids, your family, your loved ones, your extended family, it's never going to be wasted time, right? It's, this is what life is all about is relationships and building those relationships. That's what you're going to have for eternity, right? And, and in the end, family is all we've really got. And uh, it's hard sometimes to make that effort and, or give up. You know, I wanted to get this, that, and the other done, and I've got this weighing on my shoulders. But to be able to disconnect from that and say, you know what? This is important, and I'm going to give my time to these human beings that I love so much and uh, give that time to him. It will not be wasted time. Oh, I love that. I love that. My, my wife and I have a saying, memories over money, right? <sighs> yes, it's, absolutely. It's, it's so true. Like uh, the other day, it snowed. It snowed a ton where I, where I lived, and my wife and I were supposed to get, uh, we're redoing our bathroom right now. We were supposed to get a ton done in the bathroom, but it snowed, and uh, some of our friends were texting back and forth saying, Hey, we're going to go out to this place and go sledding. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, let's go sledding. You know, our, our kids are not going to remember that awesome bathroom that we, we remodeled, right? They're going to remember <laughs> the time that we spent as a family, the time that we, we did stuff as a family. And so, uh, I, I love that love, love, love. Okay. Right. In fact, your kids are probably gonna look at that bathroom and be like, Ooh, they have tears. Right. And no offense, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, but that downstairs bathroom, I remember when you guys spent so much time, you got it remodeled and you looked at it and you're like, this is it. We have arrived. And I just remember, cause that was my bathroom. Cause I slept downstairs by myself. And I remember going in there at night going, oh man, why couldn't I remodel this bathroom? I'd make it so right? much better. So definitely money over memories. I like or, or money over memories, memories over money. A hundred times out of a hundred. I love like it. that. I love that. Awesome. Okay. Um, what to you is an invaluable resource, whether it be book, tech, w- whatever. Oh gosh. There's a lot of stuff, but I'm, I'm going to go big on this and I'm going to go um, and say the, the biggest thing, the, the biggest resource that we have available to us as human beings is God and, and his gospel. And, and, uh, I, anytime I've been stuck in a spot or anytime that I feel confused and I can't seem to find my way out of a situation and, and I, for the life of me, just can't find an answer anywhere. I turn to him and, and man, honestly, I should turn to him 
before I get to that point. But right. sometimes I don't, you know, the, the, my natural tendencies take over. Um, I can do everything, right? I don't need, right. I don't need anyone. I got, I got this. I got this. Um, but though it's those trying times when nothing else seems to be helping, I always find peace and ultimately the answer comes up. And, and the, the key here is it's not always on my time, but it's on his time. So I'd say the invaluable resource for me um, that can benefit literally everybody is God and, and prayer, right? And turning to him for everything. And, and that's something that I, I obviously, I, I need to get better at it, but that's the biggest resource and has been the biggest help through all my struggles in life and through the, the things we've been through. Okay. Uh, that's uh, wow. You can't, you can't top that. Right. Um, all right, moving on. Let's uh, I want you to share with us a couple of memories that you've had. We're going to call these rad dad memories that you've okay. had with your family. Okay. Um, so some rad dad memories. Um, we, for 14 years, we would take our family out to a little place in Eastern Utah called Vernal. It's dinosaur land. And uh, people would wonder why the heck we went out there. It was, it was a tiny little town. I mean, just 25,000 people in it. But my, my grandma lived out there. And she lived on a huge property, like 55 acres. She had a huge house. Um, and this goes back to the song humble and kind, right? The, visit grandpa. We, we call, we call my grandma, we call her Grambo because we thought she was such a stud. She was like Rambo and going back to totally rad dads grew up in the eighties. And it just, it, we said it once we called her Grambo because she lifted something heavy and it stuck with her. Um, but she, she has been one of the biggest influences in my entire life. And, and I've had the blessing and opportunity to make some rad dad experiences out there and, allow my my children and also my wife to get to know her on the level that I know her and some of those rad dead memories the reason I loved going out there is we disconnected from media we disconnected from everything she lived out in the boonies and uh, it forced us to be be quiet to be still to play games together we'd go out there for Thanksgiving almost every single year and uh, almost every single year without fail, it would snow. It wouldn't have snowed, but when we get there, it starts snowing. It was magical. And uh, we'd go out in her backyard that had a hill, and I'd say some of my raddest dad memories are making sledding, sledding hills, sledding tracks back there, and taking the kids down there for hours. And I'm the biggest kid of all of them, so I would stay out there even after they would go in. <laughs> um, but creating memories out there in Vernal were, were some of my best rad dad memories. And then the other one is... Uh, taking my kids to the beach. My sister lives in Huntington beach. Um, we go down there once or twice a year and spend some time at the ocean and playing with the kids, teaching them how to, to boogie board, catching crabs, digging, building sandcastles, burying each other. And the, the cool thing about when you say rad dad memories, like I don't think of the stuff that we have that we've bought for them. You know, like we, we buy stuff and we have it out in our backyard for them to play with. But man, those are not the things that I recall or remember. When I talk to my kids, it's the same way. I'm like, what, what do you love the most like, about our family? Oh, it's when we do this together. Mm-hmm. When we do yeah. that, it's not, I love it when you bought me that video game. That's like best memory I ever have. Right. So uh, I would say those couple of my, my rad dad memories are, again, 
memories, doing stuff with them, getting out in, in nature mostly and, and being with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, oh yeah. One of my favorite rad dad memories is, uh, you sitting on your phone looking at ESPN, right? <laughs> right. Now I want to, I want to clarify something. When Eric says he's the biggest kid out there, literally he's the biggest kid out there. How tall are you? Six, seven, six, eight, um, six, 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 a humble, right. a humble six, six, a humble six, six, seven, six, eight with heels. Um, <laughs> all right. So last question I'm going to ask you, and I want you to share with us a couple of rad dad activities or traditions or routines that you, that you kind of go through either daily, weekly, um, just some of these, uh, some of these things that help keep your family together. Yes, absolutely. I love this stuff. And, uh, and, and this is the stuff that really glues the family together. And there's so many. I mean, I feel like I could go on for days. Um, but I would say, one, having those traditional family yearly vacations to, to a certain spot and knowing that's happening in a place where you can really bond together as a family. Um, one of my favorite, um, I guess, routines that, uh, you know, I'd love to say I'm perfect at this. I'm not. But uh, when I do this, it changes things. Um, reading to my kids and scratching their backs at night. My kids love their back being scratched. I guess they get it from their daddy. Their mom loves it too. So there's something about scratching the back at night that, that really calms them down and gets them to go to bed. So reading to the kids. Um, family prayer every night. And this, we are pretty darn good at this one. And, and it's an important part of, of our lives. But we've kind of created our own little thing. We all kneel down in a circle. We put our hands in the middle. It may sound kind of weird, but for us, it's something special that brings us together. Put our hands in the middle and whoever's praying says the prayer um, that night. But it's been something fun. Our kids love it. Time for prayer. We all jump on our knees. And you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm borderline ready to yell at some of the younger ones because they're off doing their own thing and they won't come or they refuse. I don't want to put my hands in. And uh, but anyway, we, we work around that. Your kids aren't um, perfect. Is that what you're trying to say? Why? I would never say that. Um, yeah. So, um, and then one of the routines that my wife got going and when she first started, I thought she was crazy. I thought it would never work, but man, it has worked magic. She has our kids unload the dishes every single morning. Oh, it's amazing. Love it. It's a wonderful thing. Right. And while it's great for us, it's also teaching our kids the, the, a good work ethic, right. To do stuff and get stuff done. And it it helps you feel good when you accomplish something early in the morning. Um, you know, in regards to being a rad dad, um, I take a cold shower pretty much every single day, even during the winter. And uh, this sounds crazy. And, and here's why I do it. I read an article that my cousin shared and it shared, there's a lot of different health benefits for immune system and different things like that, which I thought was really cool. And I'm a chiropractor. I'm into health. I love that. Um, so it helps you, your health. Um, but then I also listened to a podcast from Tim, from Tony Robbins. And he said that he does the same thing. And I was like, okay, so this is really legit. Um, but basically for me, the reason I do it, um, one, because other successful people are doing it. So there's got to be something to it is how my mind works. But the second and what I personally feel is when I take that cold shower, first I get this rush and, and it's crazy and it energizes me. And I get out of the shower and I'm like, I'm, I'm juiced, right? I'm, I'm ready to go for the day. And the second is that it reminds me every time that I do it, that I can do hard things and that I'm in control of my body 
and it's not the other way around. My body doesn't control me. I control my body. And uh, being able to conquer that feeling in my head that I can do hard things is huge for me when it comes to showing up as a rad dad because it can be hard. I mean, I talk about reading with the kids, saying prayers with the kids, making the kids unload the dishwasher. It can be hard and stressful sometimes, you know, all the while running a, a successful business and or trying to grow my business, whatever it is. Um, so I would say those are some of the, the routines that, and traditions. And there's a lot more. I could go on probably for the next hour talking about different little things that I have done that I would like to do that I know would help. Um, but I guess maybe we'll save those for future podcasts and, and, and help dads out that way. Oh, for sure. I was, I was going to bring up that Tony Robbins podcast. And I, I heard that too, that he takes, he does a cold plunge every single morning. Um, so, wow, I think that's, uh, I'm going to start incorporating that into my routine. Wake me up in the morning. Um, awesome. Eric, thank you for sharing. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to interview you. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited for upcoming podcasts. And uh, so, if you guys have not yet done this, go to our Facebook page, Totally Rad Dads, like us, follow us. Um, we're going to be putting a lot of content on there. We're going to be putting a lot of content here in, in Rad Dad Secrets. Um, and remember, guys, we are rad by choice. Not by chance. You guys, go, go hit the subscribe button. You'll get the automatic download. You'll see this and uh, listen to it whenever you get a chance. We appreciate you guys, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets Podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are Rad Dads by choice, not by chance.